Nah. Woo. Woo. There's shitty people in every generation. That's the good part about life. Is that if you stereotype a certain age group, you're wrong because there's horrible piles of crap in every generation and a handful of decent people. Dude, spoken no truer. Man, the wisdom facts. of a 40 year old man. Oh, so old. So Woo, let's go. Yeah, rub that neck. Dude, rub that neck. Yeah. <laughs> Those readers on. Hello. Hello. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Number one, happy birthday. Thank you. Get that out of the way. Even though I did send you a hot gif earlier. That takes the place of any kind of happy birthday. <laughs> Just a gif of Tim oh. Robinson in a spacesuit. I don't know where it came from. It doesn't matter. That's the important part. None of, none of that actually matters. Today is May 17th. Mm-hmm. This is episode 17 of Strangely Familiar. Um, it'll come Ooh. out a week. If you're listening to it now... When it comes out, this is recorded on Jeff's birthday, May 17th. I don't know yeah. how, but I always remember your birthday, 517. I don't remember anybody's birthday, but I think because I, I don't associate those numbers with anything else in my life, like yeah. 5 and Th- 17. Three tw- 325, March 25th, Bogart 325. <laughs> that was my A-O-L-I-M name. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bogart 325, March 25th, the end. Can you even remember the... <laughs> the best and worst part of AIM. So it came out when we were in high school. We yeah. used to chat sometimes with strangers. You'd find somebody. It's like I remember, like our friend Jay who would be like, "Hey, I'm talking to this girl named Jess Cheer ninety eight from Vermont." And then like every other dude started talking to her. <laughs> like for some reason, it's like I'm a cheerleader <laughs> and I live in Vermont. Just like talk to strangers, but then leaving away messages. Yeah, especially once we were in college and like oh, we yeah. all day internet. Had to put like some kind of emo song lyric or like way too oversharing for how you were feeling. But that was, I mean, people do it even more than that. Now we we put some like song lyric about I'm, I'm sad today basically is the, the crux of it. Well, but. yeah, like I think back then and, you know, a lot of people, some still do it, but it's weird to do it now is, is back then it was right. You wanted to be cryptic about it. Mm-hmm. Now. And in some in some ways it's good because it's therapeutic and it's straightforward and it's being genuine and sometimes it's not but it's just like now it's just people are like this is really bothering me and this is how I feel yeah. and stuff like and there's and it is there's some versions that do it but yeah when people put up cryptic stuff I'm like grow up say what's bothering you <laughs> vent about it mention people specifically it's like if if your statement at any point if you're social media message says like you know who you are knock it off i'm a man i'm 40 fucking yeah, say dude, it. there it is say Hell it yeah. come <laughs> out with it if you <laughs> if you're so upset <laughs> that you want to tell the world tell the world plus the one person that you're talking about don't be a pussy all right sorry sorry for being aggressive but you gotta you gotta fucking grow up 
mention the person that's bothering you. I like it. Yeah, because you used to like, <laughs> I remember I was sort of dating this girl from well, when I was in Russia, this girl, and then we, she was going to different schools. So when we came back, it was like sort of like long distance, but then it fell apart. I just remember seeing her away message like freshly after we, we had broken up and it was like, like hey, minutes later, <laughs> hey, Ben, leave a message, something like that. Um, I was like, what the fuck? You're already a Ben? Dude, that's cold. That's 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 aggressive, aggressive. You're as cold mm-hmm. as ice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but song lyrics, yeah, a bunch of like the darkness rises. Can't seem to feel. Who are you? Who am I? Like that kind of whatever. And it's like, you, dude, you know, what the all- what the, the, the thing is, is that with our age being into the aim away message world, you know what the ultimate permanent one shot away message opportunity you have is that's set in stone. Cause think about it. When I break, when I, when I break this to you, you're going to be like, it really was a one shot aim away message. I am away from my computer right now. No, no, no. This is Wait. printed somewhere. You had one shot, just like Eminem said. Your high school senior quote. That is oh. that is an AOL away message that one day you sat and go, this is going to be my permanent away message. Because it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's A, a senior right. quote is yeah. exactly what an aim away message is, except it's you do it once and it's there forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I blew mine. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't even remember. But it was like, I took it way too seriously, and now I regret it in a way. Not, I don't really regret it. I don't care. <laughs> but it's like, it's funny to see some now when they get shared everywhere on Reddit. And like, oh, that's really funny. Yeah. I wish that mine was funny, but it's not. And I don't know. Yeah. At least I have a studly picture. I'm leaning up against a pillar. If I yeah, if, if I can find it, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it. But my I love sh- showing it to people because like, you look so young and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> like I, look, I was. look at the glimmer of hope in your eye. Yeah, I had Boy, hair. Is that yeah, what that looks great. like? Oh yeah, I. Lo- I mean, especially now, if you literally take a screenshot of my face now compared to what it is in the in the yearbook, I have hair, no glasses, no facial hair. I mean, I'm literally the antithesis uh, of my fi- of Dude. my uh, of my yearbook picture right now. Why don't you regale the folks with a quick retelling of the time you dyed your hair? Oh boy. Cause you probably uh, haven't done, well, you don't do it anymore. I, I imagine after that time that it turned you into sloth, yeah, it, yeah. you never did it again. Um, do you have a picture of that still? I don't. It's lost no! in history. Yeah, dude. The only where, no! the only place it ever would have been was on my motherboard of my like original Dell PC that I had from college. And I have no idea where that computer tower went. I mean, it's gone. It's yeah, not in my parents' house or bad. anything. So it's on the dark web all right, somewhere. So um, I, uh, this would have been in May of 2003. So just before my 20th birthday, um, I was in college and I just got the inspiration. I'm like, I'm going to dye my hair black. I always wanted to know what I'd look like with black hair. So I go pick, I'm in a Swigo. I go pick up some hair dye from Walmart. I know nothing about hair dye. I had bleached my hair a couple times before, gone that, you know, the straight Eminem Slim Shady look before. And pick up some hair dye and it tells you to 
you know, test it out a little bit, a little dab on like the inside of your elbow, I think it says to check to see if you're allergic. And I'm like, well, that's child's play. <laughs> Mind you, this is a person who is allergic to Wildly. stuff. Yeah. Like, so I don't know why I thought that I was above and beyond that process, but so I go and I dye my hair and it looks fly AF and I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, I kind of dig this. And, uh, after like probably 48 hours, I feel on the back of my neck, like this, this welt. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's like a bug bite, probably about the size of a dime. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just monitor this, monitor this situation. And like the next day I remember waking up and I'm like, well, that certainly feels bigger. And then by the end of day two, I'm like, this well is like, gotta be like an inch and a half, two inches like diameter. I'm like, there's something wrong. So it's like 11 o'clock at night and it's really hot and like painful. And I'm like, I got to do something. I'm like, I don't have a car. Like, what do I do? Right. Like, uh, like. Mind you, I'm 19. I'm not like seven. So it's like, well, call 911 or like tell someone you need an ambulance. No. So I call one of my fraternity brothers, one of my pledge brothers. And I'm like, hey, you're up. He's like, yeah, I'm working the front desk at Seneca. What do you, what's up? And I'm like, can I borrow your car? And he's like, for what? And I'm like, I'm going to drive myself to the hospital. And he's like, I don't understand. He's like, I can just take you to the hospital. Do you need to go to the hospital? I'm like, I think so. He's like, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> So he comes and picks me up and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, is is the back of my head, is there a well? And he's like, yo, your head is like bright red. He's like, all of it is like, he's like, did you get sunburned or something? He goes, it's scorched. And I'm like, um, I don't know. And he's like, you dyed your hair. And he's like, yeah, he's like, do you think that's the same thing? I like, have to say about it. So I go, I go, I go, I think I have a spider bite. I remember literally saying, I'm like, I think I have a spider bite. He goes, I think you dyed your hair and you're allergic to your hair dye. And I'm like, well, whatever. I got to go to the hospital. So he takes me to the hospital. The doctor calls me in. Now, mind you, this is not a fancy pants hospital. This is a Suigo, New York, where I was lucky. Yeah. The doctor like wasn't cross-eyed and had all of his teeth. Yeah. So he looks at me and he's it's like. The carny folk of hospitals. Yeah, exactly. He's like. He's like, yeah, he's like, um, I thought they were going to like have to like shave my head and stuff. So he goes, he's like, oh, he's like, did you do anything different to like your head recently? I go, well, I dyed my hair. And he goes, well, what color did you dye it? And I like stopped and I like looked at him. I'm like, black. It's black. That it is. That is what you see. And he goes, oh, I didn't know if you dyed it something else and then tried to reverse it by dyeing it again. And like, I wanted to keep arguing about the illogical aspect of this. I'm like, but I'm in no power position right now. I'm like, Mm -hmm. so, okay. I'm like, no, he's like, all right. I go, so do I have to shave my head? And he's like, no, it's already in your scalp. It's not going to do anything to shave your head. You've already done the damage. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. (laughs) So he's like, gives, he gives me a prescription and he's like, fill this. You know, he shoots me up with a couple like injections stuff. He's like, you have to fill this. And it was a a prescription for prednisone for steroids. And so I'm like, all right, well, finals are like just ending. And I'm like, I'm going to be going home in like three days. I'll fill it when I go home. Yeah. That's not what you're supposed to do. You just went to the (laughs) ER because there's an emergency brewing. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. You don't, you don't have three days. So I go back to my dorm and everything and like... (laughs) Three days elapsed, and on day three, it had been getting worse the last two days. And I'm like, let's just ride this pony out. And I'm like, you know, my parents will be here soon. 
So day three arrives. I wake up and my head is just <laughs> swollen. And like my my temples are swollen. My forehead is swollen. Like I even feel like there's like fluid around my skull. And I'm like, all right, this feels really jacked up. But when I got up, my roommate was at class. So I couldn't ask him like, hey, what's this look like? So like, I remember going down to the front desk and like getting my mail or something or doing something at the front desk and the desk person being like, Oh my God, are you all right? And I'm like, Oh shit. I go, if it's that, if it's like facilitating that type of reaction, fostering that reaction, I'm like, Oh wow. I'm like, does it look bad? And he's like, dude, are you honestly okay? He's like, your head is like, he's like, it looks like you, did you get jumped? And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, oh no, I got, I got, I got something about hair dye. And I probably mumbled and like ran away. So my like parents come and I remember them being like, what is happening? I'm like, all right. So just, so, I'm like, let me sit down. I'm like, here's what happened. I <laughs> lay it all out for them. And I'm like, here's this prescription. I figured I had timed it. So I don't even think we went back to Auburn. I think we went to like a Swigo, like, Kinney drugs to fill the prescription. And like, I walked in with them and they're like, we'll get on this right away. Like it was like, <laughs> but I think I, I honestly think we went in and it was like, we need the prescription filled. Okay. Come back in. Holy hell. And like, they just <laughs> see like my sloth esque face as you called it. So we get the prednisone. I take it. We go home. This is probably like May 16th because then May 17th, my birthday, rolls around. So this would be 20. This would be the 20 year anniversary Yo, of the story. You've lived 20 years since. And I remember taking a nap because I was just exhausted, probably from the horrible, horrible things that were happening to my dome and taking the drugs. And I laid down to take a nap. And this is the game changer because when I woke up, all the fluid had shifted. <laughs> Yeah. And it looked like I literally had like a stroke. Like my one eye was officially fully closed. I couldn't open it because of all the stuff. And I'm like, my face was like drooping. And like, I took a photo of my head and from front facing, you couldn't see my ears because my temples had so much fluid in them and stuff. It literally looked fake. I, I you had to have seen the photos, right? At, at some uh, point. Yeah. If anybody's watching the, uh, the feed now, here, here's basically what it looked like. Yeah. It's not, I mean, this is exaggerating. You had more hair, well, but it look, was not far off. You had more hair and teeth, but it look, was like, look up. It was photos, viciously close. Look up photos of like hair dye reactions, because when uh, you Google them, there are some photos. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what it looked like. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> swollen head. it looked <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> These things are Dude, that's exactly here, what it great. looked like. Yeah. Um, and oh, it's so it's God. horrible folks. If you just Googled Yours bad like this, hair this dye lady, reactions, it was like, yeah, the eye swollen. So like, yeah, oh, I went God. upstairs and I'm like, mom, I'm like, and like, and we literally went back to the ER. It was to the point where I went to two emergency rooms in two different cities on different dates because it was so bad. And it's all because I didn't do a stupid allergy test. So folks. Or take the prednisone. <laughs> or take the prednisone or do this or do that or make good decisions. I mean, listen, 19 slash 20 year old Jeff Ooh. was over 
on good decisions. There's yeah. many, many life decisions that were poorly, poorly executed. So isn't it crazy that the kid that made that decision has now lived an entire lifetime all over again since then? Exactly. Yeah. Like an, an entire full lifetime. Yeah. What dude. did you, what kind of, uh, I mean, take me to around mm-hmm. your 40th birthday today. Mm-hmm. Like, did you get the midnight text from mom? Did anybody call? Is anybody giving nope. you a shit? How do you feel about 40? No calls. Um, at least on, not on midnight. Um, did get a, a call from mom. Uh, holy crap. Did I talk to my mom last night or this morning? This morning. Yeah. I talked to my mom this morning. Um, but yeah, got texts, you know, got the, got the Facebook post, which is nice. It's a big reason, you know, it's a bit positive of Facebook people, uh, people wishing you, you, happy, you birthday. happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and, uh, yeah, got a lot of texts, but this morning I, I got up, I w I didn't sleep well last night and I had been sleeping well. And I feel like there was, there was a twinge of anxiety yep. that caused me to not sleep well last night. I had a couple nightmares. I don't recall what they were, but yeah, I did not sleep well at all. But I got up despite the fact that I didn't sleep well. And the first thing I did as a 40 year old is I went out and went for a run. So I've definitely never started any other decade of my life or probably no any way. other birthday with a run. So I went out. Get me! Get me! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I went that's, for a so That's like your, uh, it's kind of the, the symbolic, like, this is my new life. This is what 40 is. This I got is my, it. My decade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so I did that. Um, you know, made myself a pretty standard breakfast. Um, and then I worked. I didn't take the day off from work. It's on a Wednesday, you know. Got to went into work. Yeah. So I, I always like sometimes people in the past have asked me, "Oh, it's your birthday. Do you want the day off?" And it's like, "No, I'm old. I don't, I'm not going to Riva Roller Drome or yeah. uh, it's like yeah. I, it's just a regular day for not me, getting, honestly. Not, not going out and getting smashed like Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, so went to work, um, you know, coworkers found out because, you know, working for a corporation, you get a nice auto email from like the director that says, happy birthday. I'm like, you didn't write this. Um, yeah, yeah, there it but, is. But it tells management, my manager tells my team. So uh, I didn't tell the, uh, the students that I was training. Eh. Um, but yeah, you know, work was fine. Um, I did lose power just as I was about to start a classroom teaching. So that was funny. Um, so things tried to fall apart at work, but power eventually came on and, uh, went back, finished my day. And then, yeah. Um, Caitlin really amped up my, uh, graphic tee game. So there are like seven new graphic tees and a graphic hoodie that, really really speaks to 40 year old jeff warden and that we're hoodie see these over the next seven episodes i guess yes <laughs> i will spoil alert the hoodie because yeah, we're going into yeah. summer the hoodie is an official from their official website jeopardy hoodie an official yes from jeopardy.com's website a wow. jeopardy hoodie and that is what you get a 40 year old <laughs> you get say, what is a hoodie Oh, that would have been good. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a navy blue hoodie with just Jeopardy printed on it. Um, kind of like their old school font. But um, and then yeah, I will display the graphic tees over time. Um, but then yeah, went out to dinner. Um, had a nice little 
uh, dessert cake that uh, she got me and then came home and <laughs> and watched regular Jeopardy and Masters Jeopardy. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, lately I've been getting an hour and a half every night of Jeopardy yeah. and I will watch all hour so and a half. So just a Wednesday for you, huh? Yep. Basically a Basically, classic Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What are, I mean, so you you saying like the anxiety. So I'll have a story about that too mm-hmm. the night before. But did it, is it done? Is it like, is there a realization yeah. yet? It's weird to say like, you're not a 30 something anymore to me. It's like, it does that's, feel like that's a stepping stone to like a different life now. That's, that's going to be the Do weird part is when someone casually, something comes up where you mention your age. Cause I've never mm-hmm. been protective of my age as most guys really aren't. Um, so when someone mentions it and I have to say that I'm 40, that's going to be the weird. Yeah. Even saying it just now felt weird. Like yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah. weird generally, but saying it is going to feel weird. Yep. Yeah. I took pride in that for a while. Like being 38, 39, being like, I'm still 30 something, 39. Don't worry about it. And then nobody's asked yet or hasn't yeah. come up. Cause usually people at work, if I'd say like, they think I'm younger because I don't have family and all that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, get, that. I get the same. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's because my life choices make them think I'm young or because yeah. I look young. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, now it's going to be like, cause I was like, oh, I'm 38 and then I was 39. So I thought you were like 32, 35. And I was like, cool. And now it's going to be 40. And it's going to be like, yeah, that's right. That's about right. I feel like, it's Dude, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What happened to 32? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, no. No, you come off 40. I get it. And no kids, huh? No wife? No marriage? Oh, people not do. a single n- luxury? People do not. People are so amazingly not worried about how that comes off to ask someone. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I always think, too, is I always, I found out years and years and years ago that I'm like, you never, I don't like asking people, like, about their job. I don't because I'm like, you know what? Like, how's your job? Chances are they're going to lie to you. Like ask, I don't know. Just tell someone it's good to see them. Like just, and and then you can leave it at that. Like catching up, ask real random specific questions. And yeah. I'm not kidding. Hey, you watching any TV shows lately? Yeah, like say stuff like that. Have you seen any movies lately? Are you following any sports? Like, don't be like, Oh, how's the job? Oh, find anyone special yet? And you're like, well, my job fucking sucks and I'm single. What? What's up? Like, yeah, <laughs> obviously like, Hey, easy. I'm no, but like, it's, no. it's so it's people just don't know how to interact. And yeah. When you're a person who deals with like anxiety and stuff, sometimes those questions are fucking crippling inside. And then you're like, Oh good. Now I get to put on this face. You're like, yeah. that, that was killer. Really wish we didn't have this conversation. Can I go now? Can I go? My goal is just to be an inspiration to the children mm-hmm. that you don't have to get married. <laughs> It'll be all right. I mean, you still can, but don't force it. You know, there's too many young people I see every year struck down by marriage and kids at the tender age of 20, 21. Struck down? Yes. What is just their life has ended? Wow. <laughs> it's over. All right. Yeah. I have That's seen. A little... I've seen so many 
so many divorces that that has left a, an interesting concept with me as well. I've seen so many people get divorced. So yeah, because you still change so much in your twenties and then thirties. I think I was trying to do the math on it. Mm-hmm. Let's see where you are on this. Okay. For I mean, because it's also just my own personal experience. But for me, especially because in high school I played sports and I wouldn't say I got involved in much in like. Didn't really do any drinking or anything experimental. It was kind of like just school, hockey, whatever, family stuff. Uh-huh. Um, college started to a little bit. I wouldn't say till late college and then really like having a job and a life in my mid-20s, late 20s that I really start to like, you know, explore, just experiment, just be like, try life things that I was probably like a little behind on. So um, I probably went too heavy, <laughs> too heavy in my 20s. Make it up for and then it, it. It carried into my 30s. So like for me, 20s was like do stuff, like whatever, travel, make regrettable decisions, <laughs> do, mm-hmm. you know, do things you would have normally done, change your mind on things, flip flop, like um, be comfortable with the change or yourself changing. And the 30s was kind of like still experiencing it, but then trying to like reckon with it or maybe try to understand like the decisions I had made in a way or try to learn from those decisions and now in a way or at least be reflective try, maybe learning how to reflect uh-huh. um, while also still partying a little bit um, and I don't know now 40s is like all right now I've done like my 15 20 years of life experience <laughs> kind of thing in a way that I can maybe learn something from and now me going into 40 was like all right let's do this let's uh like I don't know how much more I can get out of like the same song and dance in terms of like the partying thing. So, but what, yeah. what's the next level? That style of experimentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, you know, that's, that's one thing I struggle with is, is, is people in losing relationships. I like, it. it is hard and it's actually blows my mind that, that we actually grew apart. And I think it's, and it's because of the accessibility, um, realistically, like we just weren't physically near each other and everything. And then, um, at a time when I was in college and stuff like that, like, I, I'm very confident that if we had gone to like the same college, this would have never happened. Um, yeah. it would have never happened. We, it would have, yeah. you know, would have stayed solid. Um, but I made a lot of relationships in college. I did take a turn and was like, you know what? Um, I always kind of wanted to be like a popular kid in, in high school. Never was that. Um, I think, you know, I got along fine with uh, a lot of the popular crowds, but was never part of it. And so like in college, I was very social, very outgoing. Um, you know, joined the fraternity, was hang out with all sorts of people and just wanted to be everyone's friend. And so, yeah, it's, you know, I don't like losing that. And so like, I always want to kind of keep connections with people. It gives me a reason to travel, go to, go out and do something and be active. But yeah, I mean, the way you do it, you want to keep trying things because I can never set into a run of the mill, you know, every day, this is what's going to happen. Like I, it, it, like, the same old song and dance is a terrifying concept to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to figure out a way that I can be content with not going 
all over the place, but still stay motivated to try new things and stuff like that. So it's, it's a fine balance and I'm really, really, really want to find that balance, but it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, I, I think even, you know, like I went fishing today, <laughs> like I, I went to a training in Syracuse and then I just went to destiny USA. I hadn't been there. Like I haven't been to the carousel mall in forever. So I was like, I'm just going to go there. Cause I haven't been, honestly, it was like, I haven't been there. So it's like, had you not been uh, like kind since of a, the expansion and everything? I think I went there once like five or six years ago when okay. I visited, but it was still like being built and it, I didn't really see. So, but not that I would ever go to the mall or I'm interested in it, but it was like, it's all these things like go do something like I'm now intentionally trying to take myself out of comfort zones, even if it's like really basic. Like the other day I went kayaking on the Erie Canal part of it and it, there was like this little island thing you could go around. I was fishing. And the water was so dark and muddy. I didn't know how deep it was. And I was scared kind of because I was like, this is different than the lake where I know or like the outlet that's small. I mean, it's kind of a big like channel, a big river. And where, I don't know how deep it is. Whereabouts did you launch? So up in, um, I went to this little campsite that a couple of gay dudes from Toronto now own. And they like basically bought this up. It's over by Lock 25 in Montezuma. And they have this camp. I, I kind of want to get a camper and just go <laughs> live over there because they, they basically set up this community where you have the bands play there. All I did it was like, hey, how much to to put the kayak in? They're like, five bucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, where can I park? Wherever you want. It's like, yeah, you can go in over there. And they just got this little, I mean, it's just, it's just the coolest little vibe. They got going there. And I'm like, I might, I don't know how much rent is there for the summer, but I might give this this whole thing up and <laughs> go live by the river. But I went in there and yeah, it was just, it's kind of got decent current, but I was like, there was just something about the way I was sitting in it and so close to the water that I was scared. And I didn't want to go. I wanted to kind of stay where I was close to where people could see. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to go too far. Not that I'm not comfortable in the kayak, but I was like, these are new waters. This is literally like new water for me. I can't, and I can't see. That's one of my biggest anxieties. It's not a feeling like I don't know what's ahead of me and that kind of thing, but I did it and I just absorbed it. And <laughs> just sat in it and sat with the feeling of it because, again, part, like this would have been a day, especially on a day off, where I would have had beers with me and I would have kind of numbed it. But lately, without having that, like I'm kind of having to re-experience feelings again that I've kind of numbed. So yeah. like just ca even through casually drinking or whatever, or maybe drinking the night before and just being a little tired now, like being fresh in these things are making me want to do it and experience it, but also make me afraid of it. <laughs> and so it's like. But it's, it's good. I mean, you're right. It's, it's a balance of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to push through. And so far, it's been working. Um, but I think the more I do it, I like could be for you, the more you try something new. Um, it's like a behavioral therapy thing. Even if it's like going home a different way or I was off for food you would never eat. I was or, just you know. going to say the whole the whole thing of saying that if you take a different route home to drive home, like they're like, that's a huge concept for mm -hmm. people just because it it clicks you out of the mundane monotony, you know, run of the mill, um, day to day stuff is just taking a different route home just to be fresh thinking. Yeah, I had, so I was in Asheville. We mentioned before uh, for my 39 going into 40. So, uh, the night of 39, uh, we went out to dinner or something, or maybe it was on 40, but regardless, um, I got stoned that night and I don't, I, I like never do anymore. So 
uh, like the night before I did just a little bit. And then that night, like at nine o'clock, we just got back from like a gig that my buddy was playing. We're out looking at the stars because it's so clear. There's like no like light pollution or city thing. And I just started coughing after I took a hit. And I was like, oh, no, this has been many years since that. And I started tripping, like basically, like way, way into the vortex. <laughs> and I went through waves. and I was counting them because it was like, I'd be like way too much. And I, I do this thing where I have to like stand up and I, I like do these things. And I was like going through like a trip in my head of like, just the approaching midnight and like 40 and like reconsider or considering everything that had happened. So it was like, it's really like terrifying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, ha, like, it's <laughs> horrifying. It's ultimately terrifying where my buddy would be like, Hey, you're not breathing. And I was like, I'm not breathing. I was like, I need to feel things. And then I like, then I'd come down. Cause then I'd feel like my friend's pregnant. So like she put my hand on her belly and I could feel that. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, feel life. So I was like going through this thing and I went through different waves of it. Some of it terrifying. Some of it now. We we're watching Forty Year Old Virgin, so just watching. And then this is Forty. Just you know, make it a theme night. Um, but I remember being really afraid at times, like like I was tripping, just really afraid. I guess not that I was gonna die per se, but that I was unwell, and that kept going through my head, like that I was physically unwell, or I wasn't in the place I needed to be, like at forty or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. Like who am I? Um. At that moment or your assessment in general? I probably have been a long time. It's probably a lot, but it's just hitting me as I'm about yeah, to turn okay. 40. Like, so the weight of all these thoughts that I've been having for a long time or that just are in the subconscious are like at the forefront now as I'm like just riding this wave, like, ah, then sitting down and be like, I'm okay. I'm like, I know another one's going to come. And sure enough, it did. And then it was like three hours of that. Um, just wildly uncomfortable uncomfortable for them too watching it <laughs> even though it's sort of like i'll be all right and then it's like i'm not all right and then it was but but i think at midnight when i turned 40 it kind of like it all just simmered yeah i kind of stopped and uh plus they put wrestling on tv and i was like oh this is a good yeah, match. sweet, <laughs> this is a good sweet. <laughs> yeah um but then it stopped and i was like i was kind of glad to have gone through it in a way even though it was mildly terrifying and wildly uncomfortable, um, but just the wave of it and feeling it and doing it. I was like, well, I'm never going to do that again, but I'm glad I did because I think it's in a way has spurned some of like the uh, the change. I mean, I think I've had a couple more nights like soon after that, I had a couple more like the next week, like where I didn't feel well. But then it just kind of kicked into this like no drinking thing, lowering caffeine, like changing the physical aspects of myself to lessen that anxiety and just, but feeling motivated about it. And that, you know, 40 can be like a new beginning. You know, mm -hmm. it's like when you think of like 20 to 40, that's a whole lifetime. I now have another whole lifetime to get to 80, you know, which is wild to think like I haven't all my life I've lived. I'm going to do that again to make it to 80. And I said, you know, what, what am I going to do with that? You know? Yeah, dude. I mean, so that was the last time you smoked and the last time you drank. Um, I think I drank a little more that week Okay. or the next week, I guess. Well, it's been just about a month now, so it must've been, I probably drank for a few more weeks after that. Okay. Um, but I knew I didn't want to, it was like, why am I, it was, it's kind of like the, oh, I know I need, it's kind of like, know, it's yeah. like, why am I, I wasn't enjoying it when yeah. I would. And I was like, and then finally, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then I just was like, one day I was just, it finally was like, that's it. Like I, I knew I was, I needed the moment to be like, 
uh, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I basically stopped smoking when I left school. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of stopped the, I think, and I, I might be wrong, but to my knowledge, the last time I smoked was <clears throat> July of 2007. Um, pretty rad, pretty rad last time I smoked. Um, it was with my uncle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wow. that, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was, I was staying with him for like a week. Um, my aunt, uh, had just passed away and so I was keeping him company. I just left Oswego and I hadn't found a job yet. So I just decided to go down near Pennsylvania, spend a week with him. And yeah, that was the last time as far as I know. Um, I've always, I've always told people, I'm like, no, I'm like, I didn't quit, but I just have not had any desire to do it again. Like, cause I never, I never smoked a ton, ton. Um, But you know, there was time where I smoked enough where it somewhat became manageable. I was never a functioning pothead. Like, mm mm-mm. No matter how often I, if I did smoke, even at my, at my most, um, it was like, it'd be like three o'clock or maybe it'd be like, wake up Saturday morning and do it. Because then I knew after breakfast, I was going to play like video games with the guys on my floor or something in the dorm. But like, I wasn't aspiring to do things like people are like, don't smoke and drive. I'm like, I have never had aspirations to drive anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. When I, when I've smoked, I'm like, I have aspirations to barely lift DVDs to put them into the DVD player. Cause that's all I want to do when I'm smoking. I'm like, right. I want to hang, I want to hang out, chat about absolutely nothing yeah. and watch movies, movies. games. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, Eat. I'm not, I'm not fancy. So, but yeah, it's been a while. Been a long while. Yeah. The same as like, I stopped enjoying it. it became like a thing where I would just do it, but I didn't have the enjoyment out of it. It just felt like I it was habitual. Yeah. And then obviously like just, again, something that made me anxious. I was like, this isn't contributing to, I mean, it, I'm not enjoying this, so I'm not going to do it anymore. And over time, I didn't even realize it. I didn't set to stop. I just, so yeah, I remember the most, I probably was fun. I think when my girlfriend who I moved to Texas for broke up with me, <laughs> I was basically alone in Texas for like Ooh. several months, especially before I found my crew there. Yeah. Like, that was probably my heaviest. Um, I would like, wake wake and bake it was like uh i had like a little bubbler thing like oh, i would sure. go to work like that <laughs> and for a while like when i had the dog i would go home for lunch walk the dog do it again then go back to work and just like i don't know how like one of those if i did one of those bubblers now it would kill me or make me think i'm dead and i don't know you know but that was just kind of like having an inexperienced brain or youthfulness or not really having done it a bunch and just like really needing that dopamine, <laughs> like some kind of like all is just fake happiness that I thought I was having. Um, but you know, Austin's kind of like that town. So it'd be more casual, but now, yeah, same. Um, just getting high on, like I really thought about this the other day, like getting high on life and how lame that is. But now that I'm going through this, like trying to be, you know, away from the substances and the chemicals. It's called the, a detox, whatever. It's like, I am trying to like appreciate things that are just in life again. And it is weird to see that. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, though, it's, uh, I think you said in previous episodes, just like, how, like, 
there's a lot of stuff out there and you can like, you're like, I want to look into that stuff. What stuff? Any stuff really like throw something at me. Um, So it's weird to just try to fill your time. It's, it's the weird times. Like you do, do they, do you have cognizant memories of like, normally right now I probably just drink some beers because I have nothing to do. So I would drink and like play video games. You're like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. Or what's different that I could do. That's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, it's the same. Yeah. Again, it doesn't have to be should. It doesn't have to be what I should and shouldn't do. Cause what else? What I'm, what I was doing isn't wrong, but like you said, is that I feel tired when I drink or I, I, you know, Mm. I feel more anxious when I smoke and stuff. You're like, so obviously that stuff's not good. So what can I do that doesn't make me feel those negatives? Definitely need to go find a shaman and do an ayahuasca trip. There you go. That's the. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That'll happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I wish you the best with that. Uh, send a postcard and uh, let me know how it goes. And if you change your name yeah. to something spiritual, keep us posted because we can always change the graphic on the podcast title page. Yeah. I am the strange fam. We are one. Right. Exactly. We are the one. Welcome to Strangely Familiar. I'm Jeff and he is Pooping Moose. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever I'm trying to remember. Did we did you ever have like when I'm 40 I'm going to be this or that or like how far in advance aspiration concepts? Like Yeah, or like I don't know, aspiration but just like even for me it could have almost been like this is just what it's going to be. Because this is the life path in front of me that I thought was so certain, you know? No. I've never had a clue. And I've never acted like I've had a clue. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just something that everyone, like, we all lie about. Or if or if I just don't have that type of forward thought or expectation of myself or anything. Um, yeah, no, I really haven't. I've... I've always hated that question in a professional aspect. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. Shut up. Like, I don't know. Like, and I haven't known and I, I see something and I want to take, I want to look at that and I see this and I want to look, that's what, but I mean, that's also a reason why my hobbies come and go and stuff like that is, I don't know. I, I, I change paths a lot as far as like what I want or what I think I want or what I think is going to make me feel better at a certain time. Um, it's a, I'll be honest with you. It sounds positive, but I try, I think I put positive spins on something that's not that great. Um, it always comes down to like career stuff and like money and stuff like that, which is very frustrating. Like that's the root of all of evil and anxieties is, Am I yeah. going to be okay? I'm like, and, and that's what causes me a lot of yeah, financial yeah. fears and stuff like that. Like finances are, are it's real. Like we got to stop acting like, like I can't be the people on house hunters and be like, yeah, I'm a, a gerbil uh, hairdresser and stuff like that. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know what it, what it all, what you're supposed to balance it with of like really enjoying and doing what you love and then needing money and then like how much you're supposed to save and how you're supposed to save it. And so like, I hate it. I hate it all. I hate, like, I don't like to use the word adulting, but I hate not having direction. I just wish 
to some extent, I wish someone could be like, if you do this exact thing, you'll be fine. Cause then I would do that exact thing just so that I, if I had a assurance that everything was going to be fine and I don't have specifics as what I mean by that, but that's what my anxiety is, is like, it's the fear of everything not being fine. And usually the fear that I'm going to do something that screws it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, mine was, I, you know, once that path is gone, like for me, when it was like high school, it's like, oh, I'm definitely going to go to college and be a politician or a lawyer or work in finance. And then all of a sudden I'm 22 and didn't do any of that. And it's like, there's no path now. There's no, my whole life has been around this foundation of like, there's this goal and you just do these things. You go to school, you try to get good grades, you participate in activities, you do the things that you're supposed to. And then at the end of it, there's this you know, the golden egg that's you did just there waiting for you. And then it's not. And then spend the next 15, 20 years being like, hey, what happened to that egg? Is there an egg? Do I want the egg? Is there multiple eggs? Can I have a blue egg? Can my egg be fried? Can I have more than one egg? Mm-hmm. You know, is there like, there's like all these questions that continue to come up. Um, But maybe the part that, I don't know, that I feel like I'm in now, or maybe I'm echoing what you're saying is that too, is like, there's always going to be questions about the egg yeah, and how you approach it um, or how your awareness of it, just having a, an awareness of it is probably a victory in one way, <laughs> knowing that years later, cause you don't know about the egg when you're 18 or you're nope. 20. And if you do, you don't accept it nope. uh, at all. Um, but now we, we know, we know about, and the, the more egg. you talk to people, you mm-hmm. get a balance of both answers. So like you don't get any, it's hard to find guidance and you really want to find um, someone who can be sympathetic with you and stuff like that. Like that's kind of the best thing to hear, honestly, is that other people have no fucking clue what they're doing with their own lives. Honest to God. And it sounds terrible because I wish we all could, but it sounds really nice when someone's like, yeah, dude, I have no idea either. I'm like, Oh, thank God. At least someone else is confused. Like, honestly, because it's, it's tough, man. You, you, you measure yourself up against other people, um, friends, family. Um, it's impossible not to compare yourself. I don't, if, if people don't compare themselves to other people, I don't know how you do it. Um, but yeah. Or I mean, the vision of your, like, I measure myself against the vision of what, of myself that I thought I would be when I was 18 where, you know, it's like, even though I don't think I would want to be that person <laughs> at all, you yeah. know, but I mean, um, yeah, dude. You know. I mean, you, you, yikes. Don't run away from your feelings. Do you, do you ever do that? So if my, when my parents were my age, what was their oh, life yeah. situation? You're like, Oh, cool. Three kids. Yep. Gotcha. This yeah, age. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's terrifying. Oh yeah. Um, no, it is. And the, you know, but I can also, I mean, that's something I've just thought about recently. I mean, that's a thought that I have more recently now too, because um, I was more cognizant. So it's like, okay, when well, my dad's 40, um, it's the year 2000, junior in high school. He's got and a freshman. He's got three kids in high school. So now that hits more. So I can be more conscious of that. And I think uh, aware and appreciative for sure of everything they did, <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely. working, doing whatever they needed to do. Um, I can't imagine having had three kids by now, by my age now, <laughs> like how can you be, pre- nobody can be prepared for that. You just do it or they did it. Um, yeah. it's wild. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, my, at this age, my parents would have had like, I think like a a 15 year old, a 14 year old, and a 12 year old. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you sure? So I don't know. It's, I mean, whatever. I guess you know you can't dwell on it. There's literally no reason to. That's the that's how I try to snap myself out of these things. Sometimes is I just go like, okay, well, that's not an option. So moving on. Keep trying. Do what you want. Do what you can. Um, but really, I think what it boils down to is is like you have to. Um, and I've talked about this in cognitive, you know, behavioral, is you have to live in that day. Like, you don't throw caution to the wind a hundred percent. But you have to allow yourself to enjoy the present. Mm -hmm. And I have a very hard time living in the present because obviously anxiety, that's exactly what you're doing. You're not living in the present. Mm -hmm. You're just so crippled by the future. So I try to treat myself to, you know, certain stupid, small things or like, you know, if, you know, should you go do this or should you not go do it? It's like, well, just, just go do it. Just go do, go do this. Like not heroin but like go to the baseball game and stuff like that like go if that does that sound fun go do it then just just go (laughs) or does it not sound fun but still try to do it (laughs) you know well something sounds fun but like then you're like but you know what else is fun sitting at home and relaxing and not Mm -hmm. having pressure but that's the problem is is you can sell yourself on that too many times like you can do that every once in a while but you also have to sell yourself on the other stuff and be like, I know you'd love to sit home right now, but you have no real reason to. So go do the thing. Do the thing. Just do it. Do right. it. We solved 40. Yep. There podcast. it is, folks. You're welcome. Now you don't have to go through it. Nope. Yeah. Don't do it. Just skip. Skip to 41. Yeah. That goes, that goes out to, uh, Brian M and Ashley G, the people we went to high school with that are one day younger than me and have birthdays on May 18th. Really? So prop, props to props to those people. I figured out your uh, your 40s. Oh crap! By the time you listen to this, you would have already had your 40th birthday then. Oh, never mind. Yay! Congrats, I guess. Congratulations! Yep. Happy birthday! You are our strange fam listeners of the week. I don't even know if they listen. Probably not. Oh, good. Oh, that was the wrong one. That was the wrong one. <laughs> that was our COVID-19 special. Mm-hmm. Well, that went well. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, so as words? a 40-year-old man, do you think you can handle the three words that we drew for the week, oh. uh, even though we did it two days ago? Spoiler. Not spoiler. Behind the curtain. See, usually I have like a whole week to have these words on my whiteboard and not look at them. Yeah. <laughs> Just let them like, abs- you know, absorb into the air and maybe I'll I, process them. I cleaned the office the other day and I think I threw out the paper that had it on there. So, Good. yeah. Good. We had moving lineage and legend. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about what made me a legend. Wow. Please. I am one of the world's uh, smallest, lamest legends, but there's a story that was passed about in the uh, amongst band, band friends. So in Austin, so I was doing that podcast with the Fair City Fire guys, and then we'd obviously go to a lot of shows, had friends of with people in a bunch of different bands. And um, one time they were doing a show at Mohawk, it's called, nice little club. 
Um, but obviously the stage is lifted and then there's this kind of open space, like the size of like a large garage inside this room in particular. Uh, a great gig. And there's like a couple just, I don't know, like probably UT girls, college girls, like right up at the front, but not even paying attention. And they're just like on their phones, like, like one of these, not even like everybody else is getting into it. And I don't know why, I don't know if they were there for a band later or if they just intentionally wanted to be not interested, <laughs> but it was like kind of like a vibe killer in a way, but well, whatever. Yeah. Them, yeah. It's like, don't stand in front of the band right. and then just not, not watch them. It's kind of disrespectful, but also all, you know, just lame. It doesn't match the energy. And then during the show, one of the girls on her phone takes out her phone charger and then plugs it into the power strip that the band is playing. No. On. Yeah. Yeah. So they have it on there. <laughs> and so I saw it and I was like, are you kidding me? I think one of the dudes looked at me and was like, what the fuck? So I took it. I grabbed the power strip, unplugged it, and I chucked it all the way to like the back of the, of the, uh, the crowd. <laughs> and she just looked at me. She just like socked me right in the face. I had glasses on too. She like hit me, hit like smacked me so hard. Uh, yes! it hurt too. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was just like, what she did. I was like, I, I guess I was deserved. I don't know if I could deserve a full on. So like, were you haymaker. just a guy in a crowd that threw her charger? To her? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Just but the band knew. Like they saw, they were like dying, people around. Like they were like, oh my God. Because <laughs> they were all, I think everybody's kind of aware of the situation. So that story lived on, at least for several months after. But people still bring it up to this day. Like, remember that time that girl like punched you in the face? <laughs> the charger? And I was like, it was instinctual. Um, but I was like, this girl's being such a bitch. I was just like, whoop, boom. Look, I mean, it just it hurt. She was so mad. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, whatever. Take it up with somebody. I was like, I hope she doesn't have a big burly boyfriend. Oof. Man. That's impressive. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was, as far as like moving, like, I've moved a lot. Like, again, a thing that you think of like how infrequent some people move, like, I have friends that bought a house like within a year or two after college and stuff. And it's just like, dude, I've moved. If I had to guess since college, I bet I've lived in trying to have quick in my head. Probably 12 different apartments across three, three States. Dang. That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just, but it never bothered me. Like it wasn't like I was running from something. I almost kind of liked the change. Like you ever, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're the kind of kid that like, it was a glorious day when you were just like sitting there in your room and you're like, I'm going to rearrange my stuff. You didn't do it too often. You did a couple times in in the basement room. Not too much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe once or twice. But I I rearranged my room pretty yeah, often. Those bunk beds, like well, that, that was thing. I even too. I even yeah. changed rooms multiple times yeah, yeah. from the different bedrooms oh, in my yeah. parents' house. So like yeah, like it always felt like a good refresh, like a hard refresh. And my adult version of there that is like when I shaved the beard off and stuff. Like I, I just something mm-hmm. refresh because I think I like something physical to make to help with the mental. So I always used like moving as just kind of like a all right, cool cool. New, new start, new start on stuff. So like a moving, I think was a big coping mechanism before I ever started doing counseling and stuff like that. I would just trying to 
constantly make myself feel better and make myself feel like it's not too late to start over. So just change your environment. Yeah. Just change yeah. the environment. See if things now, if I'm not saying that I acted any differently. So like, ta da, the, the moving <laughs> the apartment didn't make things all better, but um, yeah, it never bothered me. Like I kept moving and moving and moving. When I lived in Buffalo, I lived in all different townships and stuff like that. Um, had different roommates. Um, yeah. And just, I don't know. I always just kind of kept that option open and just kept, rolling with it. So, um, yeah, moving is, moving's a very interesting thing. A lot of people hate it. I think I'd hate it now, but now that I've physically moving sucks. Yeah. Like, well now it's easy when you're moving apartments now knowing what would entail moving a house. Oh yeah. Nope. Never again. Um, <clears throat> the couch in my basement has been moved like three times and uh, one guy has helped me move each time I moved in New Jersey really? and he's like, I'm not moving this couch ever again. He's like, we're burning this thing. If you move out of yeah. this house, I'm like, that's fair. So, um, yeah, but you know, I know that that's, that is a thing. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, moving is, uh, always been a weird thing for me, but it's always been something there. Yeah, it's a great way. I mean, we talked about it before, but to reassess the things you have in your life, what's important, what you need. Yeah. I've done about half. I've probably done six or seven places. Um, but yeah, it's a great time. I mean, obviously, when I moved up here, whatever fit into my car and a rooftop carrier is what I brought with me. That's all I had left in my life. That's wild. I sold off so much stuff or donated or got rid of so much stuff, including like, yeah. Happy to do so? Pads. What's that? Happy to do so? Yeah, I mean, there's maybe a couple times I thought of something and I was like, oh, I got rid of that. But but did it matter? I'm all or right. did you just forget? Ultimately, no. Yeah. yeah, sure. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it is nice to get a new new room, a new space, um, new, whether backyard or porch or even to have a new neighborhood to walk around in. Because that's one of my favorite things is to like do neighborhood walks. Um, it's nice. It's nice to freshen it up. Again, it's like one of those things where like grew up probably thinking oh you just live in one house for your whole life because that's how most people grew up and you learn that it's not the way it is and you go between maybe different jobs and you live in different places and um it's not what you expected but there's i think there's some value to it it's fun yeah i mean i moved when we were four but my parents still live in that house since 1987 yeah you guys moved in what 98 yeah my parents still live there yeah so Wow, your parents have been in that house for 25 years now? That's wild. Because yeah. I literally yeah. vividly remember the house, the old house. Like, yeah, the old Nelson Street Yeah, the house. old Nelson Street the house. The old kindergarten house. Just the triangle on the box. <laughs> the, design was, the design was not too crazy. No, we'll say that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean. Do you like the feeling of, uh, one of my favorite feelings in a way, and weirdest feelings is when, you know, you go into this place that's empty. And it doesn't have an identity yet. But you sort of remember what it was when it was empty. But however long you live there, when you leave, you unpack and it's empty again. It's such a weird, specific feeling of like, these were just walls. And now I remember looking at it being like, oh, this is awesome. And now you're leaving it. And it's the sadness of that, of like all the life you put into it of like, oh, that's where my chair was. That's where my desk was. That's where the TV was. It could look no different, like no dirtier or anything, same cleanliness, yeah. same everything, but you'd be like, now it looks desolate as opposed to like mm -hmm. a fresh canvas. Yeah. It looks. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's an interesting feeling. I mean, again, it's like 
it's usually sad or emotional um but it's a very human life experience what i always think of is it usually because of the way i pack it usually is goes from that like in three days so it's like yo last weekend It was just my apartment and everything was scattered everywhere. And it's like, now there's literally nothing in here. Cause yeah, I'd be a person like I don't pack over the course of weeks and weeks. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I might pack a couple boxes early on, but the rest of it's cause it's like, Oh, I need my computer, my desks, my games, my, the TV, whatever the bookshelf has got to be there. You know, put myself out. Yeah. 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 Once that, once like the computer goes down, the TV gets in the box, Yeah, all that stuff, the games get packed away clothes like you're left with whatever a couple days of clothes that you're going to wear everything's you know your closet's empty all mm-hmm. that stuff and just open you just leave it open just so you can see the back of the walls of the closet right. <laughs> you know yeah um, man and then you hope cool. you get your it's deposits cool back yeah well all right this is 40 man we were 30 year olds with a dream of starting a podcast for like two days and then we started a podcast and now we're 40 dude we're in it wild we're in I it i wonder what i'll start when i'm in my 40s probably a fire that's true you will do something new that you've never done yeah tv shows the next. way it is all right uh i want to draw for next week yeah sure why not Let's do it. Drum roll, please. I like that one better. And pop. Repeat. Upset. Divide. Divide. Upset. Repeat. Pete and repeat were brothers. Pete and repeat went fishing. Pete fell off the boat. Who's left? Repeat. Pete and repeat were brothers. Pete oh my repeat. God. Remember that one? No, I don't. You never did that? No. Oh, man. Try it at work. No, Try it I'm in good. training session. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'm I'm fine with that. Well, sorry, uh, folks. Uh, this, is a pretty, uh, this is a pretty intense episode, and I never meant it to be. Um, so... Next next week we'll we'll. I think uh, it was really helpful. Okay. I think good. people are going to get a lot out of it. Therapy sesh. Um, that's what we bring. Kind of. We bring the variety. Sorry, dude. Sorry if we just keep it real. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's you not can't all. Handle it, it's not all funny games. Can't handle our it's, real long episodes. It's mostly funny games, but it's not all funny games. Yeah. You know that's what part of a uh, friendship and relationship is. Sometimes you got to keep it real. Keep it serious. Have actual conversations. Super serial. Yeah. We didn't even mention toilets or poop today. And this doesn't count either. It doesn't. It doesn't? I'm sorry. Because there's no, no contact? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good job. He broke the streak, folks. Mm-hmm. He broke the streak. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> I broke the shit streak. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Great. Just, just walking that line. Yep. Walking yep. that right. line. Tap dancing yep. on it right now. Yeah. Got a, got a turtle head of poop talk coming oh, out. There it, is. there it is. There it is. Cue the yeah. fucking music. Like yeah. it's. <laughs>